TequilaAficionado.com podcast number two. This is Alex Perez, editor and founder of TequilaAficionado.com. On this podcast, I had the privilege of speaking with my good friend Mike Morales from the New Mexico Tequila Experience. Back in July, we met at El Cholo Restaurant in Pasadena, California, had a great meal, and we talked tequilas. And we had a chance to taste some of them also. We tasted Siembra Azul Blanco, Jarro Viejo Reposado, and Dos Lunas Blanco and Reposado. Due to the length of the show we recorded, we divided the show into two segments. We had uh, such a great time that I decided to share these shows in their unedited form. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. This is Alex Perez, TequilaAficionado.com, and I have the privilege of being with Mike Morales. Hi, Mike. Hey, Alex. Privilege, I think, is a very strong word, but no, thank you for having me. It is I a privilege. And uh, Mike, of course, is with the uh, New Mexico Tequila Experience, and he's actually visiting in Southern California, and, and we are actually at uh, a beautiful restaurant in Pasadena, Southern, Southern California, El Cholo Restaurant. This is uh, Blair Salisbury. Uh, so Southbury's restaurant uh, who have the, the famous El Cholo restaurants that have been around for quite some time. He actually built this one from the ground up, so it's a beautiful restaurant. What do you, what do you think? It's gorgeous. Uh, the ambiance is, is wonderful. And, of course, my favorite part of it is the tequila bar. Um, a very extensive tequila bar. The prices are very, very good. Maybe it's not as trendy as some of the other places in, in, in L.A. and in some of the other areas. Uh, but I'll tell you what, for the aficionado, for the purist who really just wants a, a good dinner and a good meal and a, and a great tequila, one of the better tequila bars I've seen. Very reminiscent of the ones we have in New Mexico. Yeah, what do you what do you think about a hundred tequilas or so? Um, just just about. And, and looking at the menu, there. Uh, well, looking at the bar, there's there's more in the bar than there is listed on the menu. So maybe a hundred plus, and and new ones coming out every day. Yeah. You know. Well, listen, we are going to taste some tequilas too. We got some stuff in front of us. You uh, actually brought some Dos Lunas. Tell us a little bit about that. Dos Lunas is a. Um, a brand new tequila from the same distillery that brings us Herencia de Plata, uh, Tequilas del Señor, and uh, these folks put out Herencia de Plata. Herencia Historico also comes from the same distillery. These uh, folks, these gentlemen, are from El Paso, Texas, and the, the interesting story is, I, I from what the, uh, the public relations company told me, is that the owner... Uh, of Dos Lunas, of the brand Dos Lunas, he and his partners, um, within less than a year, within less than two years, came up with a concept, the idea, produced it, and they are now putting it on the market. Um, I understand now that it is out in the El Paso area. I believe that uh, Dallas is very, very soon. I know this today is the... uh, uh, the launching in Albuquerque, which unfortunately I'm missing, but gratefully I'm here in, in L.A. And uh, next week you'll catch these folks in Denver. They'll be they'll be launching the the product in Denver, and um, we're gonna I think we're gonna come up with a consensus as to what we think it tastes like. But the bottles are beautiful, very stunning bottles. Right now they only have a silver and a, and a reposado, and the añejo should be out uh, sometime next year. Very good. I went up to their website. I guess it's uh, doslunas.com, and a uh, very interesting website. It, it took me a little while maybe to get to the information I wanted to, to get to, 
But if you're into the Flash type of a website and the movie type of website, uh, it's got some neat uh, neat graphics and uh, and it looks like it's geared towards the the younger crowd. Obviously, it is. Um, that's that tends to look. It looks like that's the the market that they're headed in that direction. Um, however, if you look at the bottles, uh, it's a very elegant-looking bottle. It's kind of a, a cross between, between um, some people say it looks like a shampoo bottle. Other people say it looks a little bit like a like a, an obelisk or, or an idol of some sort. So it's very, very uh, different. And it is uh, similar to the, um, the, the vodka, what they call window bottles, where you see through it and they have a, a graphic behind it. So it's uh, very stunning. It's something to look at while you're while you're sipping tequila. Very good. We'll get a chance to taste that, and also uh, we're able to get a uh, hold of a uh, another tequila, Siembra Azul Blanco. They were kind enough to send us a sample so we could try it. Uh, we'll be trying some of that, and also uh, we have a bottle of uh, Jarro Viejo Reposado. And Mike, you've never had a chance to taste this before. I've not seen it. Um, uh, New Mexico. Um, we haven't seen it in New Mexico. Doesn't mean that it won't be there. Um, with with the um, in the past, I, I was in, uh, involved more closely with new tequilas coming into the state, and lately it's it's been very slow due to other things that maybe we'll discuss later on. But no, I have not seen this one. It's yeah, I'm, I'm not quite sure if it's uh, if it even has an importer just yet. Uh, but I had a contact that sent this to us and says, you know, try it. Tell us what you think. So sure. we'll be happy to do that. I'd be more than happy <laughs> to. They can't twist my arm hard enough. Very good. Well, I'm getting hungry, and we got to wave down <laughs> a waiter. <laughs> but talking about food, I, I really like this place. Uh, El Cholo, has, like we mentioned before, has a wider wa- array of uh, tequilas. They usually try to have tequila tastings whenever they can. they got a big... Uh, um, also, tamale event that they usually have every year, which is pretty good. And they wow. got a, a famous secret recipe that they use. So I always enjoy that. So let's see if we get some food. All right. Okay. This is uh, the No Budget Show. The No Budget. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, talking about No Budget, obviously, we have other jobs. Yes. But this is the job we'd like to have, which yes. is... Uh, Tour uh, tequilas and uh, tequila, write about them. Write about them. Educate them, the public. Uh, dabble into some uh, Mexican restaurants and rate them. And I mean, who who doesn't want to do that? Hey, um, I think the world is ready for um, a tequila only, not only website, but of course hard copy magazine. And so, if anybody out there. <laughs> wants to make you know a suggestion certainly Alex is willing to listen I know I am sure well actually uh, Alfonso Lujan from from uh, 100% tequila yes, he's yes. actually out here in Southern California I've actually met with him and uh, I saw the uh, the interview on your website yeah and he's got he's got uh, a very good magazine I know he's trying to uh, um, basically get out there and and uh, do some more coverage he has obviously his contacts in Guadalajara and, and Mexico mm-hmm. and and he um, he's doing, I think, a, a, a decent job because he's trying to bring the 100% tequila uh, out to the public so they get to know uh, what it is. Isn't he also involved with, with a, a tequila also? Yeah, he is. He, uh, I believe it's Don Nacho. I think it's Don Nacho is, is the tequila he's actually uh, trying to import. Uh, so, you know, obviously, it makes you wonder, well, what are you putting in the magazine? But actually, obviously, don't don't nacho ads. Don't nacho, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but one of the things he did tell me because it always comes up, and it comes up with tequila aficionado also is um, 
he basically tells his uh, you know advertisers that you know if you want to advertise you know you pay for the space there it is but in regards to reviews or anything like that you know that's so, so, you know solely his uh, his thing so I think um, there uh, I, I know that cigar aficionado does the, the same thing and uh, really it, uh, that type of review adds more credibility to a to a tequila or to a cigar um, when you know when it's uh, an honest review because then it, it, it means much more to the cigar maker the tequila maker producer um, so I think that's a, a good policy to have and certainly it, it unties everybody's hands too you're, you're more free to, to give an honest review um, because bottom line is it's, it's not really for us it's for the consumers for the person who's reading the review and that's the most important thing now I know uh, and I'm sure you know also that uh for example, Wine Spectator, who also has Cigar Aficionado, um, has a lot of times been criticized for the types of reviews they have in conjunction with the type of advertising they have. Uh, so I guess there's always that fine line, you know. But um, from what I've seen, and, and you probably might feel the same way, um, that the, what's reviewed is basically uh, a reviewer's uh, opinion. And it's left up to the public as to you know what you, what you like and what you don't like. You, it, it's difficult to write a review. Uh, you and I were talking about this off off the air that it, it's difficult to uh, to write a review because you don't want to lead the witness. You don't, you, but you also want to be honest. Um, when I write a review, and I don't write very many of them because I, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan. You're staying I, I'm a t- away from it. <laughs> well, yeah, but the other thing, too, is I, I, don't, I, I don't feel I have the refined palate that, uh, that you hear and read on, on like, Wine Spectator or, or some of the other magazines. But I, I know what I like. Um, I, now that we've, we've, we've done that tour that we did uh, earlier in March, I'm much more educated now on what to look for than I was before, so I'm a little wiser, I'm a little sharper, and but I come from a marketing background as well, so I can see, you know, I can see both ends of the spectrum, and I think if you can if you can write that and relate that to to the the reader, and let them make their own decision, um, then you've done your job, you know, and I, I think that's the way a review should be written, as opposed to you know thumbs up, thumbs down, four stars, five stars, that kind of thing, but. But those kind of reviews have a, a purpose also. Um, some people just want to know, hey, sh- can I buy it? Can I take it as a, a, can I use it as a gift for a friend? Can I serve it as a, a, at my margarita party or something? And, and those reviews, you know, are, are valid. Um, but you and I are purists, and, and many of the people that we write for are, and so we would tend to lean to, you know, we don't want to fool anybody, so they, they need to make their own decisions. You're correct on that. Well, let's taste some of this. Okay. Uh, do you want to start with uh, the Blancos? Let's start with the Blancos because uh, you and I, I, you know, and I always quote this. Uh, Alex was actually the one that uh, that uh, opened my eyes to uh, to what goes on with, with a tequila um, aficionado. Usually, uh, we're going to start off with Siembra Azul Blanco, and this is a new Blanco from. Um, the uh, was, his last name is Mr. Suro, uh, Suro, and uh, he runs a restaurant in Philadelphia. This is an excellent tequila. It is uh, from the same distillery as maybe you've heard uh, some of the um, tequilas like uh, Buscadores. 
Um, it's from the Vivanco family. He has a, a large um, uh, group of people advising him. And uh, I've had this tequila before. It's only available right now on the West Coast and only in certain states. So it's very, very rare in, in Southern California. I don't even believe it's out here yet. But i got to tell you, um, it is an excellent, excellent tequila. Very good. Well, he, he mentions um, in his uh, release, press release, that it is uh, kosher. Yes. Kosher, 100%. It's, it, <laughs> it, it, it's got the seal, the kosher Small seal batch. here. So, yeah. hey, you know, uh, great Passover tequila. And, and they, they, there, is only a, there are only a few tequilas that are kosher. And um, Siembra Azul is one of them. Uh, if you look at the bottle, it's very, very uh, elegant, very simple. The, the uh, label is silk screened. And when you taste the tequila, you understand where a lot of the money is going in this product. It's going straight into the into the tequila. So, salud, señor. See what we what we taste. It's a nice agave nose. It's nice and clear. Uh, it's, a little bit of straw in there. It's it's pristine. It really is uh, clear. Uh, than some of the other Blancos that you see. Good legs on it. Yeah, it's actually very clear. Yeah. It, I was putting it, it up, to, and I caught some of that yellow lamp. Yeah, there, so yeah no <laughs> the lighting here is obviously not, uh, is not uh, very uh, good, conducive to a kata. But uh, certainly... Let's try it. Oh, that's delicious. Mm, very inviting. It's very, uh, very nice in the mouth. Very nice in the mouth. It's very full in the mouth. Very, very little burn. Um, good uh, citrus. I think a little bit of a citrus there. Uh, lots of agave. But it's, it's you know not a uh, it's not a wimpy tequila, and no, it's only double distilled too. It's very rare to find something this smooth in a double distilled tequila. It's actually very good, and it's got just the right uh, uh, kick in there. Yeah. No, make no mistake. This is a tequila, that's for sure. And our food has arrived. All right. Well, I got the burrito orado. What did you get? Uh, the number five. <laughs> <laughs> the number five, ladies and gentlemen. That's, uh, I don't know. I think it's an enchilada somewhere. Great. Well, we're going to chow down. Thank you. Thank you. Much. Able to hear us munching. Yeah, you know, our, our food is here, but we're going to keep talking because... <laughs> so, yeah, so please forgive us if you hear our mouth full. Um, I, Alex and I were talking off, off, uh, off camera, because uh, <laughs> we are also on camera. Um, no, we're not. That uh, Siembra Azul is very full in the mouth, and I... It's still I, lingering. It's in yes, a few minutes already. It is just um, a yeah, joy the, to taste. The, the mouthfeel on it is, is incredible. I, re I really am really enjoying it. Um, it's a great distillery. If if you ever have a chance to to meet Mr. Suro, um, or <laughs> I got the wrong glass. You got the water glass, huh? <laughs> yeah, that. But it's really smooth. Tastes like water. Um, the you you definitely need to to get in touch with him and talk tequila with him. I I've had a couple of friends actually speak to him, and after I've tasted this tequila, which is not available on the West Coast, it's only uh, again as I mentioned before on the East Coast, uh, and only in a few states. 
that this is just a marvelous blanco. Is just I ha- I've had dreams of this blanco, and it really sets the standard. And for a double distilled tequila to be this this good, uh, these guys have this this gentleman really has something going yeah, for they've, them. They've done their homework. Yeah, it's actually very enjoyable. Yeah, we're gonna start start eating here. Yeah. <laughs> Bear with us as we uh, swallow. Actually, a big uh, big portion. I didn't expect it to be this big. No, me neither. This is gonna do lunch and dinner, I think. Um, El Cholo's is not only known for for their well, I, I've heard they're they're known for their margaritas, but their food is really very good, also. So. And since I don't get to visit Southern California except maybe once a year, although I'm from Southern California, I don't get to visit here very often. Well, what made you go to um, New Mexico? I know a woman. A woman. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go there, Doctor Phil? <laughs> that is. Uh, we'll keep that for another show. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'll be drinking this tequila by myself. Well, listen. Well, we're enjoying Siembra Azul. Tell us. Um, tell us a little bit about the uh, New Mexico tequila experience. I don't want it. I don't want it to. Do you, you want to upset? Do you want to upset me while no. I'm eating? You really do? No, but um, but every, you know everybody wants to know. Everybody wants to know what's uh, what's going on with that. We um, we my partners and I are on hiatus for well, almost almost three years now due to the political environment in Nuevo Mexico, due to our illustrious governor. Um, our show was primarily. Um, an education, an educational show. It was not a let's get roaring drunk and that kind of thing. Our our idea was always education, helping tequila companies, um, helping the state in tourism, and that was our goal. And we did it successfully, I think, for four years. Um, then at one point. Um, New Mexico is not a very rich state. Uh, last time I checked, we were the 14th poorest state in the union. When uh, two years ago, the governor decided, in his wisdom, that he wanted to raise the alcohol tax on on alcohol, and the major distributors in the state, which are at that time were only two of them, um, fought that bill, and the governor was defeated. At that point, coincidentally, things have gotten very difficult for the alcohol industry. Um, there are the special investigations unit that answers directly to the governor, not the alcohol commissioner. Uh, they, these folks um, were beginning to target businesses in downtown Albuquerque. One of them was our venue for the tequila experience. And we were warned by uh, our distributor that we used for our show to uh, start looking for a bigger venue, something a little more alcohol-friendly, because it was getting more and more difficult to hold a show in downtown Albuquerque. Um, When it came time to look for a new venue, we actually had a contract in hand for a larger uh, hotel, uh, a major chain of hotels, actually, and it was going to be one of our. It was going to be our fifth anniversary, and and that was going to be our launch to take the show um, to other states. We had been asked prior to that to take it to to Texas, to California, Nevada, 
and I wanted to hold one more, get five of them under our belt in New Mexico, and then start taking this, this education show on the road. Well, it fell through at the last minute because uh, all most of the venues in the state, and primarily Albuquerque, which is one of the, this, the largest city in, in New Mexico, um, was becoming less and less alcohol-friendly. They, The venue wanted guarantees that we were not prepared, ourselves and Southern Wine, to we were not prepared to do and refused to do. Um, and the show just fell through at the last minute. So in the last couple of years, we've been looking for venues. Uh, unfortunately, we almost had one wrapped up last late last December in Santa Fe. And that fell through for another totally different reason. But uh, in the last couple of weeks, it's interesting. I, I've had several meetings with, with people in the business and with friends, and the environment hasn't changed. It's actually gotten worse. Uh, people would, would tend to call the uh, Special Investigations Unit and what they are doing now um, to, to businesses, uh, bars and restaurants in, in Albuquerque, and not just downtown, but all over Albuquerque. Um, they're almost Gestapo tactics, and that's a strong word to use, but literally that's what it is. Everybody wants our event. Nobody wants the liability. And unfortunately, there is a little bit of liability when you do a show like this. But if it's done properly, and, and like I say, in our case, it was primarily education. Um, but when the tactics are designed to find fault with the venue, um, you know, then you start using words like um, extortion, legal extortion. Um, you start seeing words like um, uh, set up, you know, things like that. It, the, the tactics are just not what they should be. And um, the word on the street is that it, that it comes from on high. And uh, it's sad. It's unfortunate. People ask me why I'm still stuck in New Mexico. Why do I keep trying? Because I want to have one more show in New Mexico because I don't want to give up. That's my adopted home state. And when you're doing good for your adopted home state, which, which has a history with tequila, that's the other thing too. I mean, New Mexico has a history with tequila, with, with, with our passion here. And you can't promote it because of somebody's political agenda and tactics and the word vendetta comes out once in a while. It's, um, it's not right. And that's where we are. That's where we're trying to find an alcohol-friendly venue. We're trying to, to produce this show so that our customers and our fans and the people that hear about us don't have to look over their shoulders afraid of, of um, being caught doing something that would be construed as, as illegal. And... Yeah, it's very a, difficult a darn, to do. It's a darn shame. It's a really darn shame because uh, you've you've done uh, some great great work in New Mexico. I've actually missed some, uh, actually all those shows. Yeah, I had planned on coming to the I guess the fifth show, and unfortunately that fell through. But uh, I mean, hopefully, hopefully it'll come through. If not, then uh, I don't know. You might want to take it on the road. I I may bring have it to. over here to L.A. <laughs> well, you know, it, yeah, it's very possible. We'll um, talk about that off the air. Yes, we will. 
<laughs> we'll come up with a plan. Well, but we're not dead yet. We are, we are still actively always seeking venues. I have one more that I would like to solicit uh, in the early fall as soon as I'm done with current articles that we're working on for Tequila Aficionado. And uh, concerning our, our historic distillery tour. Very good. Which, well, it's hard to kill a tequila aficionado. Don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> it's harder to kill a, defi- a tequila aficionado than it is to kill the tequila, I think. Because um, dead soldiers are abound, at least in my home. Uh, but, yeah, it's, uh, there's a way to skin this cat, as we like to say. And, and hopefully, God willing, we'll be able to do one. Um, people will see the light and um, we'll produce a great, great show and then take it on the road. And uh, one, of my, one of my stops would be Southern California, which is, is where I'm from originally. So definitely. Very good. Well, we're rooting for you. Thank Let's you. Get that show going in New Mexico. For part two of this podcast, please listen to podcast number three. Thank you for listening. And until next time, sip wisely. Mm-hmm.